0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone back to another episode here in the Pace Place Podcast. And I am here with Mr. Cuddy Pang for Testimony Tuesdays. Okay, so we are here with another week where our special guest is going to be coming on in a couple of minutes just to talk more about his testimony. This is a powerful man of God who is also my brother, okay? We also share spaces on Clubhouse. And so um I know him personally and it's just been an honor to even get to know him and just to see what God is really doing in his life firsthand. So I'm so excited to let you all get his testimony, firsthand from Mister Cuddy Payne, and introduce yourself, Cuddy. Go ahead and tell the people exactly who you are.
1: Listen, listen, listen. I'm grateful to be in this space. Which space? Hey, listen, literal. It's a blessing, sis. Come on. I, I wanted to say this is a safe space, but come on. I love the name. The play. Don't play. Don't play. Good morning again, everybody. My name is tyrone what's a lot of people call me by the name cutty pang as i sure would say mr petty pang <laughs> i love that name but um it's a blessing to be here. um what should i say there's, there's 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 so much um i'm a father first listen i'm a father first i got four beautiful kids um i love them dearly um i'm a brother i'm a friend i'm a son um I'm 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 here to just give God the glory. I'm definitely a servant of God. I'm here to use my life as a full full testimony to honor Him. And He can just use whichever area. I believe they have gave me so much material just to be used in any part of life. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be in your spaces. I'm honored by you because I've seen a seed grow from where it is to where it is now, which is a tree that I definitely bring in fruit. And so I'm here to receive. So I'm grateful to be here. It says bless the Lord.
0: Amen and amen. Okay, so I did hear you say that you are a servant for God and that you're using your life to serve God. So let us hear a little bit more about how you serve God and how you're using your life um, to be a servant for God.
1: All right, all right. So um I have I, I have a few little spaces that I really be a part of. One of them, as you said, is Clubhouse J, and that's that's probably one of the, the best one. That's my baby. Um I've been doing that for the last almost three years, I would say, on unconsist- consistently, probably missed two morning where we have a space that we open each and every single day, nine o'clock on the dot every day, just so a person can actually come and just be themselves, be transparent. and I believe it's a safe space just as this space right here. We can just be open and just... Because you got a lot of real people, out there people that don't want to be pretending, you know. So we have a space for that. And I also have a space on Instagram, which I do every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. for almost the last three years, too. And you're probably wondering why I'm saying three years, because God has done something in my life for the last three years, it brought me from a hundred to a zero real quick. And when I say that, I mean I was doing everything off myself, for myself, thinking that I was the man. And I realized now, no, I was just a blade of grass. I was just a thing. And God was the the thing. And I had to um submit to that. And it was actually around three years where um, I've been through a lot, been through some stuff, but I realized those that I've been through was material, as I said, to, to help build what I'm on and it were Persons in my community, in my generation, is willingly ready to be open up to me to just share and just to ask questions. And I'm glad that um, those space that I've created, not me necessarily, but God himself created through me and given people. So I'm here just to serve people, and I'm grateful for that.
0: All right. Amen. And so I—okay, so I definitely heard you say for the last three years that you had to basically learn how to submit to God and know your place. I heard you say like from zero, um, 100 to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Usually people say like zero to 100. And so when you said it backwards. It was it kind of stood out for me. And so I would really like you to elaborate more on that. So in the past three years, what was your submission process looking like?
1: Um it was more surrendering to God. Before I was I was hearing God and I want person to understand that hearing God and listening to God is two different things. Yes. Before I was just hearing. I was just, all right, you say that. The Bible said this. All right, I'ma do that when I can. For right now I cannot. And then God had to had had to pull me, like withdraw everything from me. Everything that I was boasting about that I received I was making money I had a proper family Um, I had good friends, I had cars I got clothes, I got I had all of that and I was like alright, th- that was the life and then something happened, like Within a week, I lose all of that. I'm talking about several days. I'm talking about like a joke story. Like each day after each day, something came, you know. And and the three year for me, if we want to put it in another story, was was more like the prodigal son. The prodigal son was in his house first. I was with God first um, through my my younger teenage life. My mom grow me up in church. As a matter of fact, I was at usher at age fifteen, and I had persons on my team was that was 30 so that was even a blessing but within the time I actually saw the world and I was like nah Ma, this is not for me. The church is not for me. This church is boring. I ain't going to lie. The church is boring. And things that I want to talk about, nobody with title didn't want to talk about it with me, you know? And I was like, all right, I'll probably get the information that I need out there because out there was looking good. So I went there. I left the church. I went there. And being out there. That's when I, I got my four kids. And then after that, I realized this life wasn't for me. I had to go back to the Father's house, and I definitely received me with open arms. You know what I mean? So, when I say 100 to 0 is I thought I had it all. I thought I had the happiness that I deserved. And then bro- God had to brought me back to a level where he started. So, he actually remolded me on the part of Zul, I should say, not taking away everything. Nothing. But from me personally, that he had definitely formed me with, but actually give me a new heart to say, nah, this is the way I want you to do it. So I'm going to say I'm zero. Reason be for that. God want me to be humble. And I want to be the humblest person as I can be. So I'm definitely going to say 100 to zero. And zero is where it is. Zero is where it is, where you have nothing. You can't control nothing. Where you have to leave everything up to somebody. And who best to do it is the one that created you. And that's what I had to do. So definitely 100 to a zero where zero is the best place to be, you
0: know? Amen. Okay. I definitely love that because for one, humility is important when it comes to serving God and also submitting to God. And then two, you talked about how the world seemed to be more appealing, right then the church then you know being the head usher at 15 um you're like uh, oh, no I think this is be a little bit more fun over here <laughs> oh, it <will> be, yeah. <laughs> yeah so and, and it always looks like that because I remember even um you know from my past before I came into the knowledge of Christ yeah it it looked good like this is what I want I want the car I want the clothes I want the best job I want the the highest manager position. I want it all, you know, all the money and everything. And God was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to take everything from you because these things become idols in our lives. And then we can't listen to God. And I, I love that you said that That listening to God and hearing God is two totally different things. And I was the same way, like, yep, I hear you, God. But, um, you know. I think I I am I'm going to get over there in a minute. But um this over here is more important. <laughs> and really it, it it wasn't, you know, because what I was chasing was material things and all those things to uh-huh. be here one day and gone tomorrow. And big so facts, Big facts. I absolutely love that. So I want to talk about you growing up in the church. Okay. I heard you say your mom grew you up in church. You became the head usher at 15. So how was it, you know, in growing up in the church and, um and just being a child servant of God?
1: So growing up, um, it was different for me. It was different in the sense that um, I was the only kid in my community that my mom had to bring to church every Sunday. And I say, my mom, bring me, because if it was up to me, I would not go. Um, On Sundays in the community, um, they had these fun stuff. I wanted to do them, you know, and my mom had me just going. But going to church, I fall in love with the, um, the youth ministry because they wanted to do drama. And they were doing a lot of drama, and that means acting on stage and doing all that. So I was more interested into that. Being into that, though, I learned a lot of the stories I, I'll say I learned the stories, but didn't read the stories, right? So I was in church just being a church go, I would say. I was just being there because I had to be there. But being there so often, you gain little by little along the way, you know? And I think those were the, the little stuff that I gained within that time that allowed me that when I was in the world, show me that, nah, this is a different, there's a difference out there. I was. In happy, I was, like, in myself, I was happier in church than I was out there, out out there in the world. Outside, you saw the happiness. But when I was in church, I love the drama. I love the youth ministry. I love to do those fun stuff. There just wasn't wild stuff as I used to, as I liked that it was out in the world. But growing up in the church, though, it taught me so much where um the humbleness that you should have because even though it was only one day of the week on Sundays I was a different person I had a dress a different way I had to look I had to speak and um not saying it was a force but it was a different life and I feel like when I was out in the world trying to be happy every day and it was only temporary that was most of the stuff that I was reflecting on that okay I was there and I was really happy. And and for you to know the difference, you gotta be in two different things, you know, to see what better than one, see what's better than the other. Um and um be, being there, the one thing that I love about it though, my mom prayed every single day. And I was like, who she prayed to? Because we're getting the answer. She be praying that um we need we need to be better, cause we grew up in poverty. Like poverty poverty. And I'm like, nah, if God say who he is, I'm not supposed to grow like this. So that was one of the thing that actually pushed me out because a lot of person was saying and singing and doing, but weren't living, and that threw me. So that was a little bit of church hurt because y'all was saying all of this, but y'all wasn't living the life that y'all was saying you're doing. So it actually just pushed me out of church for me to say that was my real life growing up in the church. But now, Being out there and coming back, I realized, hey, it's a difference. You got to really be into this. You got to be really intentional of doing this. You can't just be saying, okay, I'm doing this on Sundays and then Monday to Friday and Monday to Saturday. I'm a different person and at at a younger age, a teenager, I was that only on Sunday I was a Christian. Throughout the week, I was a rebel, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) Okay. That's definitely hilarious. Okay. <laughs> you know, throughout the week, you was a rebel. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. And so I love the fact that you even mentioned like there's a difference and there is a difference between being in the world and being um in the church. And it's supposed to be a very defined difference, but a lot of the times the church people are still living in the world, you know? Exactly. And so that's the issue around a lot of Christianity. And it's just around the whole concept of being a Christian and outside of the religion, but more as a Christ follower, because that's what being a Christian actually means. It means to follow Christ. And exactly. so, When I really look at the church, you know, and I look at the world, I'm supposed to see a difference because there's supposed to be a difference because we are supposed to be set apart. But it just looks so similar that sometimes you cannot even tell. And that's a really big problem. Um, I love the fact that you talked about being happy and then, you know, having that happiness, basically fleeting that fleeting happiness, because when we're in the world, the, the enemy can bless. He can give us things that makes us happy, but. That happiness is only temporary. And so when we come into the knowledge of Christ, we have joy. And that joy is through any test, any trial, any tribulation, any situation. It don't matter what happened. You're still going to find that joy in the Lord. And I love that. I absolutely love it. I love that you, you talked about being intentional because intentionality when it comes to God is so important because the fact of the matter is everything that God called us to do so we ain't gonna wanna do it
1: <laughs> nah 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 I feel like, fact, that, that's yeah. a fact that's a fact because I think at one point he was like yo I need you to lead these people I'm like bruh I'm, I'm not with that I can't lead nobody <laughs> and I think he told me that when I was an usher I thought I received like all what I'm doing now and then I wasn't paying attention. Just to look back at it now, like, I thought I was just, okay, God, you say do this, I was doing, but I was actually doing, I was just, you know, painting a picture just to please everybody that was around me. And I was not really Happy until I really say, okay, I'm going to do this, do this. Then I found the joy that he said he had. Then I found that happiness that is everlasting. Because y'all can't tell me nothing when I wake up in the morning that I realize that I got life. I don't even have to have a cup of tea. But when I realize I got life, that's a different joy that he told me that comes in the morning. You know, That's a different type of energy. So you're right, sis.
0: Amen. That's amazing. And that's how we have to be intentional because... Even though it's something that we feel like we can't do, God already knows that we can do it because he knows all things. Like he's not going to be out here giving assignments and he knows we ain't capable of accomplishing it, you know? And so that's where the intentionality has to come into play. We have to be intentional when God gives us things to do, when he calls us to certain places to be intentional with actually executing what he is calling us to do, because after the execution comes the blessing and sometimes the blessing isn't tangible it's more spiritual it's for our growth and our maturity and then we can see and have confidence that okay god do know what he's doing in my life you know (laughs) so i definitely love that i love it okay so let's get into one more question and then I'm going to allow you to give your testimony um, as much as you want, you know, however you want, you can go ahead and um do your testimony. But the last question I would like to ask you is what is one of the hardest things that you had to learn once you came into the knowledge of Christ?
1: That everybody's not the same. That <laughs> everybody is not the same. Um, I, when I say that, I say this is um, when I just came into Christ, I got shunned. I got shunned because I was different. I got shunned because I got different questions. I got shunned because I was not regular. And after reading the Bible, I realized that I was definitely peculiar. I was definitely different. And I also have to think that everybody is different. So what I do with Latrell or how I talk to Latrell is going to be different from how I talk to Tyrone, you know. And why I say that is we tend to believe that every sinner or every um, unbeliever go through the same. Nah, they don't. And if we don't try to meet people where they at, just to see where they are at, we would not know, you know. And I think um, a lot, a lot of judging happened um, coming into Christ. Why I say that is um, when I when I said I was going to go back to Christ, I didn't say I was going to go to clubhouse. I said I was going to find myself a church, right? But as I approach. Uh, I got discriminated. I got dreads. I got tattoos. My ears are pierced. Um, it was, I think, a whole cultural thing where I'm from in Jamaica because they were like, nah, you can't do that. And I was like, what do you mean I can't do that? This is me. And coming into Christ, and I realized being a servant of God, if I'm going to do this, I got to meet people where they at. I got to understand that everybody is different and try to meet them where they are to see where at what level they are so I can You know, with true Christ, help them to go to the next one. And that was one of the big thing for me, coming into Christ, knowing that everybody is different.
0: Amen. And everybody is different. It's so many different personalities. It's so many different, you know, characteristics that people have. But we're all still one body of Christ and learning how to maneuver through all of those personalities are is, is important. I'm telling you, it's just like it can give you whiplash if you're not ready. <laughs>
1: big, big, big whiplash.
0: <laughs> OK, so let's go ahead. Let's hear your testimony. Mr. Cuddy Pang. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we're talking about last three years. So let me just bring you back from then. I gave you the prodigal story that I was in church. I gave I went in the world and I and I came back. Um and at that time when I came back, my God put a robe over my back, finger um, big ring on my my hand, sandals on my feet and tell me that I was definitely chosen and I'm here. But a little bit before that, well, I told you that I was on top, but I, I thought I was on top. Um, God started removing the things that I put over him. yeah, uh, he, he he took away friends from me. He took away even my family because um, I got married like around seven years ago, and after I got married, I thought that was it. But then I started having problems within my relationship. That probably I would say I. Um, started and me started in it and didn't want to own up to my to my to my action. God is like, now nah, I'm gonna take all of this from you. So within the time, I saw everything removing from me, and I could not do nothing to stop it. And I think that was the moment I told myself, I'm going to be vulnerable to God by like, okay, I'm going to let you take some. It's like the removing the guys coming in the house, giving you a notice, and you're standing at the door, seeing them taking the TV out, seeing them taking the couch out, seeing them taking your favorite game out of the room, and you cannot stop them. It's like the police is there to back you up to say, you can't stop them. That's what God was doing in my life. And when he took away my home, I was like, what am so I going to do? This is probably the second time I'm going to ever say this. I had sleep in the car for two weeks, and none of my friends know. I was going to the party saying same way. I would just pull up on your black, take a shower, and you don't know that I don't live nowhere. You would never know, because I was just still trying to paint the picture of me being cut it back, or being that guy that everybody knows that I have it all together. But it was not working out, and I was like, I don't. I remember one morning just getting up, and I was like, what am I doing? I'm just, I'm just getting up, you know, getting up. And I and I think that was the first time I cried out to God. I like I open up. I'm like, yo, listen, I'm done. I know what to do. I'm at a point right now that I ain't got nothing, what I need to do. And I think after pouring out it all out to where the following evening, my brother called me, he's like, yo, my mind is on you. What's up? And I, then that was the first person I tell tell it all. Like yo, bro, listen, I'm done, done. I'm I ain't doing this no more. He's like yo, I don't like how you're talking. Let's come see me. And I think it was that time. And then COVID started. COVID started, and somebody was like yo, come listen to this on Clubhouse. And I went there, and I like the energy because people were people that weren't Christian. There were just some people all over the world talking, I'm like, all right, let me just talk because nobody around me would ever understand because in my, in there, Cody ain't got problems, you know? So I would say me and I have been showing that I don't have problems, it's been a thing. But within that time, um, I, I met some people in the in clubhouse and they left. <laughs> the people that I met in clubhouse, they left And God is like, nah, I'm going to send you back. That's where I want you. And he was talking to me, but I would I wasn't understanding. I was not getting what he was saying because I believe I didn't have a relationship with God. I wanted to have one. It's like I introduced you, we went on our first date, but I really don't know, know you. So it's like, God, let me call you back. It's like a real date. Let me call you back, God. Let's let's meet up again. Let's let's talk. And I think that's where he starts showing me stuff, telling me that he wants to use the material that I already have, the a Firm Foundation, on his holy ground. And when I say holy ground, that means in my life, in a sense, where he started using me to witness to the people that was in my peer, The one that I was trying to paint the picture to, he started saying, nah, I want you to be trans- tra- um, transparent to them first, them first. Now me start being transparent, allow me to shake off so many burden off my shoulder in a sense where I was carrying people that was not carrying me. I was carrying situation that was not helping me. I was carrying so much because I was trying to paint a picture and he was like, nah, let me just remove all of this from you and give you a brand new. And I realized that I saw talking to some person around me. They're like, "Yo, bro, you should just go live because you have interested topic, you have interested subject." And I went on Instagram Live one morning. The reason why I went on Instagram that morning, I'm a I, I, I smoke weed. I normally get up in the morning and just start smoking, but then have that relationship with God. And one day, for some reason, the live turned on on my phone, and I see like. 35 people. And I just start talking. And then they start inboxing me, like, yo, you should do this again. I'm like, bro, I ain't got time for this. There was just one morning I get up early. And I think at that time he was like, no, you need to get up early every day. Every day. So I start reading my Bible. After reading my Bible, I realized this story that I learned from the get go is not really what they said it was. It's like, yo. You said this, but the Bible says something different. And I realized I started reading them. And for me to get the Bible, it was where I had to apply me in the situation. Like, all right, God, this seems familiar with me. and I think one of the first stories that I ever read and read it to his completion was the prodigal son. And that's where I see the comparison of my life to his life. And I was like, okay, with the Bible, the Bible gives you the beginning and the story, but it also gives you an end. So if I'm reading the Bible and I realize my life is in this situation, all I got to do is finish reading the end and seeing exactly what I got to do. And, I thought that's where God starts saying, okay, I'm going to give you all that you had before, but you got to do some work. I was that like, why well, I got to do some work? You got, you can just grant me what I need to be granted. And then I read the part in the Bible that faith without works is dead. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll be living a dead life because I know you can do it. I'm sure you can do it, but I left it all up to you in a sense where I'm going to live this life until you're ready to do it. It wasn't matching up. Then I realized, okay, there's work that I gotta be doing. There's work of reading the Bible, fixing my prior life, fixing a life that makes sense to God so he can actually use me. So it's like look at it as a company. You you it's as a restaurant, then you're washing dishes, but definitely you wanna start cooking meal. You gotta work your way up, you know. Yeah. And I think God brought me through some process where he, when I say he shaking you know, off the burden. I've been through some stuff that I had to stop in the midst of it and like, okay, God, I'm going to let you just do your thing because it shows me the oh light I am right now is the best I could ever be because now I know for a fact I'm living for God and I'm doing all that he ever asked me to do. I still question it at times where, God, is this really what you want me to do? And I question stuff for even months by saying, God, I'm going to allow you to do your thing, but I'm going to still see if i'm doing the right thing because i don't know if if you've been in that position where you're trying to do the right thing not sure if you're doing the right thing but you're like god talk to me talk to me before this finish because i need to make sure i'm doing the right thing i don't want to mess up you know it's like this guy had told me one time that what if you climb in the ladder and when you reach to the top you realize it's the wrong wall that you're on and i was like "Mm, that make a lot of sense I don't want to be living this life and at the end of it, it is the wrong one. Let me make sure my supervisor, which is God, this is the work that I need to be doing. And I'm grateful to the position that I am right now. I've met awesome people along the way that are willing to help me sharpen. As you said, iron am iron. and I'm glad for person even like you, my sister, which actually show me that God is definitely working. Like I've seen, I use your life as a testimony to so other people, like listen, I've seen a seed grow from where it is in a person, and to planting in the ground to becoming a tree, to be a fruit, and I, and I'm just willing to wait until God put me that place to my. He said, if He started the work, He'll finish it. And I'm think I'm at that spot that I'm. I'm just waiting for Him to finish what He had started, cause I know it's something great, you know. Oh, so but I went all over the place, but I had to just give God the glory. What I was thinking, bless the Lord
0: amen and amen that is amazing that's awesome that is awesome so i heard you say that god placed you on holy ground okay after he has done his alterations on you gave you the robe and the ring and the shoes and all those things okay he placed you on holy ground i absolutely love that and it makes me remember um the story of jonah and how after he stopped running okay god removed him from the will had the will to vomit him up on dry ground And he was able to then do the work of the Lord. And I absolutely love it. And just because, you know, we do start the work, it does not mean that we're going to be these perfect beings. Because if we look at Jonah, yeah, he he got, um, he was on dry ground. He went and he did what God wanted him to do. But then he had an attitude about it. He was like, see, I knew you was just going to forgive them. So, like, why you had me even over here, you know, telling them anything? <laughs> So, and God had to really show him and prune him to show him that it's not even about that. It's about obedience. And so I definitely love that. I definitely love the fact that you said that you are using your life as a witness, to be a witness to God's glory. And just at the fact that God is going to supply from beginning to end because he is the author and the finisher of our faith and so I definitely love that okay so go ahead and tell the people where they can find you I know you have multiple platforms out here on YouTube and Instagram so give people your Instagram name your YouTube name and all those things so that they can find you on all social media platforms and they can go and follow and subscribe
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, um, the program that we do on Sunday, and I say we because it's me and the Holy Spirit that be leading by him, where we do Sunday morning at seven, but it's pre recorded on Instagram. My Instagram name is cuttypang underscore one link. That's c u t t y p a n g underscore o n e l i n k. You can find me on Instagram with that name, um, on YouTube. Page name is Basement Production, but if you type in Marlon Spoke in your search bar, you will find it, and that's M-A-W-N-I-N, S-M-O-K-E, morning smoke. And it's more likely a cultural thing where it's not morning, but it's morning, morning smoke, you know? Um, you can find that on YouTube. And if you just search for that, you can find it. Um, also on TikTok by morning smoke too. And I think those are more likely the platform that you will definitely see me and work definitely for God. So it me up, it me up, it me up. Let's do it. Amen.
0: All right. So it was definitely a blessing having you. I thank you for being on today and we are out.
1: Not yet. I'm honored to be in this space, sis. Come on, now. Listen, I'm happy. I'm honored to be here, so I'm grateful for what you're doing, sis. And I hope all the listeners that are listening actually realize that, hey, you can be transparent. You can be clear. God want you to be clear and just live the life that he actually ordained for you. Remember, he formed you so he know exactly what you wanted to be. Bless the Lord. Thank you again, sis.
0: Amen. It was a pleasure having you. Bye. All right. That was absolutely awesome. 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 I really enjoyed having Cuddy Pang here on the podcast today, right here in the Pace Place. You heard? Okay. So um, just to touch on a little bit of things that he did mention, which is so important for us to understand and for us to realize on our journeys is that we cannot base our lives on our feelings, which is our happiness. Okay. We have to understand and go for the big. Okay. Think big. And we have to understand that that big in our lives is the joy of the Lord. That's how we have the peace. That's how we can overcome. That's how we can do all things You know, through Christ, who strengthens us. And it is through Christ that we find our joy. It is through Christ that we can be on holy ground and really be obedient to his word and where he is calling us to do so that we can be the witness that is that Christ like figure that other people in our lives can see. That when we come into contact with people, they see God. And I absolutely love his testimony. It was amazing. Uh, amazing. And God is is just always awesome. <laughs> Our God, he's an awesome God, he reigns. That's the song that is making me think about as I'm just reminiscing about his testimony and it's, it's just awesome, okay? So I'm gonna go ahead and pray us out and I will see you guys here on next week for another episode here on the Pace Place Podcast. Okay, so most gracious and heavenly father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you for another opportunity that you have given us here in the land of the living, Lord God. We thank you for all that you are doing, all that you will do, and all that you already have done, Lord God. We just thank you. We thank you for your omniscience and your omnipresence, Lord God. We thank you just because of who you are. You are the author and finisher of our faith. You are the reason why we can have joy. You are the reason, Lord God, for all things in our lives. And we just thank you allow us to be intentional when it comes to serving you lord god allow us to understand that we are set apart and we are to be peculiar and different lord god we are not to look like the world or conform to this world lord god and i just continue to bless you and honor you and thank you lord god because you are awesome Your word is awesome, Lord God. We thank you for everything that has transpired in this podcast today, Lord, and we just continue to just praise and honor you because you are our God, our Lord, our Savior, our all in all, and we understand and know that our lives are surrendered wholly to you, Lord God, for you to use us in any way that you see fit for us to be used, Lord, and we just just love you. We love you because you are intentional about us and you know all the intricacies in our lives and you just continue to show yourself mighty in every and all situations, Lord God. And we just continue to praise you, praise you and praise you because you are worthy. You're worthy of it all, Lord God, as we are your empty vessels, ready to be filled up by you, ready to be moved to where you see fit for us to be moved, Lord God. Allow our cups to overflow with your love, your grace, your mercies, your goodness. Goodness, Lord God, all the good things that you have in store for us. We just thank you because we know that no good thing you would withhold from your people, Lord God, the ones who love you, Lord. And we love you. So we thank you, Lord God, that our love may be abounding more and more in the knowledge and understanding with judgment and discernment, Lord God, to be able to judge the things and approve the things in our lives that is good, the things that are of you. As we go forth from the rest of this day, Lord God, we ask that you allow our minds to be elevated to the highest point of Christ consciousness, Lord God, so that we may be able to walk how you see fit for us to walk, to walk in your righteousness, Lord God, so that our flesh may be subdued, Lord God, by our spirits, Lord, and we just thank you. We thank you that we can depend on you. We thank you that you are faithful, and we thank you just because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you all for joining me here on the Pace Place podcast. I am your host, Latrell Pace, and I will catch you all later. You guys go out, have a beautiful day, and be awesome people. And remember, God loves you, and God be with you all.